for this all to boot up all right hey y'all it's trent knox um here with a trent knox show in a different format uh in a live video that i haven't done in probably a year or longer maybe before the maybe during the pandemic 2020 um time frame when i did a live interview with a guest and um We've got Elliot Rivera with us, who I've interviewed before, but had some technical difficulties and uh, faced some 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 problems. But yeah, we got yeah, we got some feedback going on again. If uh, not sure what's going, what might be happening, but it's going directly into the, into the um, microphone. Trent, I can hear you fine. I'm not sure. Can you hear me okay? I can hear I can, you, but I'm hearing myself back. Oh, okay, got you, got you. Um, man, this might this this might uh break. We might have some more technical difficulties this this go around. Um, essentially, what I wanted to uh to have you on for was to to re not necessarily talk about the esports component. Because esports is one of your verticals, but talk about uh, the multiple different entrepreneurial ventures that you have, in the sense of, um, in many different ways. So we had scheduled this podcast to actually be on the Metaverse podcast, which is the Metapreneurship podcast with my co-host Alan. Um, the you know, multiple different things going on. Everybody has their own life and whatnot. So that had to be put on the back burner. But for this, uh, this is more of like an open format conversation where we talk about you and we talk about uh, skills and tactics you took in entrepreneurship, which is now metapreneurship with the digital components um, and talk about you know, I'll have questions about particularly my journey and get some advice and some uh, whatnot on how maybe I should approach uh, the businesses that I'm doing. But before we get started here, uh, I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are? Just give me one second, Trent. I'm sorry, Trent. Just give me one second, brother. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, brother. Every time we get in our conversation, something goes on. It's kind of crazy, actually. It's kind of crazy. Hey, but, that's um, kind of good. I mean, it's good. It means we're working. We're working. Absolutely, we're working. So, you know, last time we spoke, we spoke a lot about esports. And um, what's happened since then is incredible, actually, to me, because we're in this world now. And that was just a couple of months ago where the world's been flipped on its head in terms of uh, Web3 specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, we could talk about the whole rise of like kind of what's going on from from people um, trying to get into crypto, trying to understand that, trying to understand 
blockchain, uh, you know, blockchain technology, trying to understand why these NFTs came to market and now like a like a JPEG basically is worth you know 1.7 Boyd Ape Yacht, you know, uh, CryptoPunk, and uh, the access that gives everybody to. I'm I'm sorry. Hold on one second. Look. just trying to a little bit reflect on these things and all right here we go back back once more back once more um but that trajectory of, of what we've just been trying to talk about we're all trying to figure it out so anyone you come across that goes hey you know i'm an expert in nfts i'm an expert in blockchain i'm an expert in in web3 and where this is all going i walk away because we're all trying to figure it out. Even the best, Naval in the business, um, Chris Dixon in the business. Um, you know, last night, I'm not sure if you were on Twitter, but they lit up Twitter. Chris Dixon, Jack, you know, Jack Dorsey replied to one of his tweets about Web3. Um, you know, uh, Elon threw his hat in the ring, of course, tweeting about it. I mean, it was, they lit it up. And what we're getting now is a, uh, it, there's a war going on between like web two ideology and web three ideology. And that to me is what's the, that battle is what's so important that we understand that battle's happening. And we try to figure out like you and I try to figure out the best practical approaches to transitioning to this web three. And, you know, we, we started, we started our own, um, our own podcast, our own business approach, our own DAO, if you want to call it a DAO now, which is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. And it's called Web3 Everything. And you could you could find it on Instagram, you can find that on Twitter. Um, that's going to be the name of the podcast as well. We're going to go live soon. And um, we're also trying to figure it out, but we're trying to figure it out for the layperson. That makes sense. You know, we I think that this Web3 development is gonna reach out into every industry. It starts with like an NFT, but the technology itself, it's like a digital receipt when you think about it. And, and so if you gave people um, currency in this podcast right now and you tokenized it and you started going, well, instead of like YouTube, I'm gonna tokenize it and, and kind of see if my community wants to be a part of this and have ownership in it that extends far out because it becomes like a Patreon effect in a way it becomes a, um, a digital receipt where someone could say, well, you know, I was part of that podcast, that movement, they can then in turn sell that receipt later on. Um, you could have giveaways and special red carpet events to whoever's holding that receipt, that NFT. So I think, you know, we're starting off looking at pictures and thinking like it's, you know, like a, like a crypto punk, but it, it it extends way further than that. And the market, I think, will play out that way. The um, implementation of Web3 is going, it already has revolutionized the internet. When it comes to the metaverse, the large majority of the people that you are helping 
don't have access to connection to the metaverse. Even I, as someone who is deep into this uh, in a philosophical and theoretical and, and um, logical sense, that I don't have 100% access to the metaverse through augmented reality, VR, mixed reality. That being said, I'm still participating in this two-dimensional version of what the the future of of the metaverse is um, through these JPEGs, which most most people demonize who aren't participating and saying the right-click save method. And yet, that application that there that aspect. Uh, can be applied in a non uh, in a in a non-validated sense in a non-verified sense on a different service you know and and what's interesting about this conversation is that's what esports is esports is stolen data used for commercial success yeah, let's let's think about True. this now, right? We're thinking about Web three, but I think Web two and Web three, there's a hybrid right there, right? We're on this conference yeah. you and I right now, restream. Well, yeah, technically, if we just put some some Oculus on, we'd be in Web right. three, right? And we'd be in the virtual world. Yeah. But we're here already. We've used Zoom. That means we've been we've been in in the metaverse. Um, let's think about crypto. Crypto feels like it's new, but We've all been using digital credit cards and digital accounts for a while now. So those numbers that are in our account, Chase and Citibank, those numbers have been digital. You know, if we if we dig deeper, that money really actually that fiat really kind of doesn't hasn't existed in a long time. But that's a deeper dig into it. But I would submit um, Fortnite, Call of Duty. We've all been there and we've all purchased upgraded guns, upgraded swords. And so we've already laid out the foundation i think i think what's happening right now is that we're on uh we're on a bridge everybody and there's people at far ahead on the bridge hitting web three and there's people way behind on the bridge web two but i think we're all on the bridge we just haven't really um internalized it the way i think it has to be with humans humans are like where am i right now i need a point where am i where's my coordinate but i think we are or, you know, we're, we've been in it already. Yeah. And as you were talking there, what what's interesting is we're doing this live. We have we have some viewers in the chat on Twitch that are agreeing with what you're saying in that sense. And when I when I was talking about the the way that the 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 layman is looking at it versus the person who understands the technology and I was trying to relate that to how Defense of the Ancients and League of Legends are both copies of a game that existed as a mod within the Warcraft 3 world. And that ex that ecosystem within gaming, which is, which is where most people who understand crypto come from, is that ecosystem is scammed to win or pay to win. Whereas crypto is earn to win and play to earn components. 
and the when you mentioned which something you mentioned which was really interesting is that digitization of fiat currencies or in other terms for some of my sponsors centralized currencies uh they are they are negatively impacting the the world you mentioned elon earlier in an, a environmental sense i would say a hundredfold compared to crypto and so, mm -hmm. go ahead no no go ahead i'd love to hear your feedback well i think i think you hit it on the head right now and so what do we have here when we when we unravel stuff we have a centralized system versus a decentralized system and then people say well what does that mean right centralized is everything in web 2 whether it's you know just think about it right a, there was a generation who who said to themselves you know what do we own really what do we own and when they looked at them and internalized it they said well we don't own our words every time we type twitter own, earns that owns that and earns on that we don't even own pictures you know instagram owns that we don't own a post or a picture and a post facebook uh, facebook owns that we don't own cars right because what do we have we have you know right. lift coming in and and then right. and then they were told don't even own a home airbnb vrbo so a whole generation was scammed Wait, can out you, of can you can you say that again what is vrb what is that what oh is vrbo which would be um you know vrbo is like the uh the villain to airbnb they're their number one competitor. Oh, okay. I got you. Right. And so if you think about that, you, you, you have a whole generation who got scammed out of ownership. And that's the bigger story here where they're saying that whole centralized way of one person owns. And let's, you know, I don't want to shit on Silicon Valley, but they, you know, most of that wealth got transferred to that area of the country. And I think what we have now is a group of indi individuals who said, we're going to take back what we can and we're going to create another world to take it all back in code. Now, mainstream is just seeing Ethereum and, you know, Algolan and, you know, Cardano. But I think the deeper dig is like a whole world's popping up. Have you ever read the book um, Snow Crash? No, I haven't, but I've been meaning to. Dude, yeah. you got to read that book. You got to read that book because it was written in, uh, I think, 1993. I read it in about 98. And that's the origin of Metaverse. Dude, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. Right. And so, and so the other, I guess the other movie people could look at is like Ready Player One. And that's like a, a good mainstream approach to what's going to happen. Yeah. But like, I think, I think you hit it on the head. The war is centralized versus decentralized. And the first battles are like an NFT, a Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think those are like the first battles. The secondary battles are what you really have to sort of have your eyes on because that's when the actual technology that these things are riding on permeate through every industry, which I believe it will because it has to. Just think of a college, right? Think of a college. What what have colleges done all this time? They've They've said, hey, Come to school four years, right? I'm going to give you a piece of paper and then you're going to owe $120,000. We're not going to promise you any job or anything else. And here's your piece of paper. The school literally owns all your data and they give you a piece of paper for that. Now, in this new world, if there's blockchain implemented in a college, let's say, well, the student owns all the data, the credit, the scores, every accolade. Now, 
the student in turn can use that biometric data and say, you know, job A, job B, job C, this is my data and this is what I've earned, not the college. And then you have a different approach to, you know, uh, an employee saying, well, I know exactly what they studied, all their grades, what their accolades are. And that's very different going further. And that's basically what a blockchain would do for the college. And this goes on and on in every industry. Hmm. Uh, in our chat, people are curious about if you have a Discord server where they can talk to you in further depth. And so we're working on that right now. I wanted to do it right, right? And so Discord, it's getting commercialized right now because everybody knows like you can just grab a community, grab that community and let's come up with an NFT, not have any real team behind it and then bump it off. And so I understand what's going on in Discord as well. So we want to do it the right way. And Web3 Everything is trying to make sure that we do it the right way. We want to get privileges to the right people. We want to make sure it's not like a, uh, <laughs> a hacked account where we could just say, you know, we're selling stuff. We don't want to sell stuff. We want people to have information and then proceed on that information. So the, the Discord is going to be Web3 Everything. It should be up soon. I'm just slowing down the process because I want to make sure I do it right as opposed to doing it quick. Yeah, absolutely. And going going back to kind of talk about um, the conversation about higher education as it pertains to this uh, Web3 development, um, you know, I think that <clears throat> definition of what uh, how people perceive or their perception around education um, can get convoluted. And so when you talk about that, what, what things do you think Web3 is going to revolutionize in higher education? Well, I think the whole premise of, of a college education is going to go by the wayside very soon. I, th I think the whole industry is going to be shocked when the actual blockchain technology overrides what they're doing. Let's just say, for example, you wanted to have, I mean, what I do all day is, is jump online and hear lectures from MIT, from Harvard. Um, I hear lectures from the great Peter Thiel, if I want an investor, and that is free to me. And so how can a college compete with that free level of high end information, especially when they don't provide actual the goal state? What's the goal state? The goal state is like, we're going to provide you with a job that can pay off the 120 in in loans. They don't do that. And so you have a freemium model with with the ability to learn at your leisure exactly what you want and speed up the rate of information that you learn or you have the old style web two way of doing things which is like the the industry owns it we're going to tell you it's a four-year thing we're going to we're going to make sure you overpay for these credits and leave you holding the bag literally with a piece of paper so you know i don't i don't i think it's more not revolutionize i think it's going to destroy that industry actually well it's 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 really complicated because i i think there are a few outliers that exist within the system like um harvard and mit and yes. um and then your art schools like nyu that do have the capacity to withstand if they make the uh, proper pivot, uh, if they do, <laughs> which 
which we we know that with the with the alumni organizations that they're they're contextually going to be limited in that way. So have you heard of the University of Austin? I have. Yep. So what do you think about derivatives of the system, the established system? Do you believe that they're able to prosper? I think I think Lex Friedman's on that on that board. If I'm I might be incorrect about that. You might have You're to right. research. I'm not sure, but I think Lex is on that board, and yeah. that to me, I think they're restructuring what a a college is, and I don't think that when we look back, I don't think it's it's a it's a new college. I think it's a new industry that they're creating that looks like academia, but I think it's more like you know we're going to see these cities pop up, right? And these cities are going to pop up based off of you know people's um, blockchain biometrics. And so you're going to be able in the future, I, I think you're going to be able to pick a state and based off your your blockchain biometrics, what you're into, who you like associating with, those cities are going to just spring up and pop up. They're not going to look like the cities of today where you have to go to New York to get a job and you have to go to LA to be an actor. That's all gone. And I think colleges are going to pop up like they're going to be pop-up academia, if that makes sense. Locations where people with the same um, things that influence them, the same ideas, the same ideologies are just going to string uh, together yeah. and share their knowledge of what they like to share. Like a video game. Think of a video game. You don't play Call of Duty and then look for a, a 2K guy in there. You're just looking for guys that are playing Call of Duty who know the map, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I completely understand what you're saying. I'm I'm a bit um, perplexed by the concept of of the fact that a you know we've seen this in the in the um, in the world of uh, of like the physical reality in a two a web 1.0 web 2.0 with yep. Detroit and these boom towns. And whatnot of the early uh, manufacturing and technology space, and and whatnot. Do you see the same uh, ailments occurring within the crypto uh, ecosystem, where you know we have El Salvador now as one of those places? That's a hell of an analogy, Trent. And that's that again, you hit it on the head because I think with. Like the rate of Moore's law, you're going to see that permeate through industries as well. And like Detroit's perfect, but Detroit was a time span, right? Like a generational time span. These are going to pop up like Twitter trends. They're going to be that fast. A city's going to pop up in the desert, you know, Nevada. It's going to pop up in Wisconsin. It's going to pop up in in, in all these small spaces that have, you know, the land's going to be cheap, obviously. And people, you know, are going to just pile in, create these small cities. Well, look at Dubai. Dubai, even though it took time to create, I mean, it's in the middle of a a desert. So if you think about that on an engineering perspective, you would say, that doesn't make sense. That's impossible. But look at the clientele that's heading over there. The best people in engineering, computer science, um, the crypto crowd, those people who are futuristic thinkers are in Dubai right now. I hear what you're saying. Uh, You know, there's a... Um, I think there's different levels to the social component of, of how 
crypto web three projects become successful um you had mentioned on you you hit on a nail there with pop-up cities and i think the one you were specifically thinking of was burning man and the fact that i i've been following i'm not sure if you're following justin khan's uh new platform fractal uh <laughs> dot is yes. and there the 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 large majority of that platform is being built on the Discord. But I think I agree with what you're saying about the mindset and ideology and, and, and drive component that it, it can create a, a pop-up city, but what's the foundation in which that, that city is built on? I, I happen to believe that there's that in order for sustainability, we have to, unfortunately, I'm going to say this, gentrify the existing structures in order to maintain because, and this goes back onto a criticism maybe of Elon, is Elon overpromises and underdelivers on aspects like... Uh, um, what uh not not spacex but um well parts of spacex and shooting up the satellites for the infrastructure that we need for this starlink. digital nomadacy yeah that's starlink. starlink yeah 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 i think i think if we just take an analogy and we look at like geopolitics right what's mm -hmm. happened in in the united states over the last two years is sort of a good microcosm and a good example of how things can move very fast right Let's look at the exodus out of California and New York, just due to you know politics, and we'll just cover it. We'll just umbrella it and say politics. Record numbers, New Yorkers moving to places like Texas, Puerto Rico, again a, um, a crypto haven, and Florida. In the masses, you have members of Wall Street going down to Tampa Bay and recreating Wall Street down there right now. The same thing in California, and, and if you follow Joe Rogan and you know you'll get a good, he gives a lot of data clues, right? It, you know, doesn't matter how you feel about his podcast. You like it, don't like it. He gives a lot of data clues of where markets are going. And one of the data clues he gave was the exodus from California to places like Austin and other places in Texas. And that happened pretty much overnight. And so I'm thinking like we talked about Moore's law, these rates exponentially move faster and faster. And I assume with the rate of technology and everyone, you know, here's another thing, geopolitically speaking, right? And economically speaking, they're saying the uh, the great resignation, right? People are just leaving right. their job. Well, well right. where are they going and what are they going to do? Those are good questions. And whoever could fill that vacuum of where are they going and what are they going to do? That's where you invest, right? And so I think that's the way I see it. Things are going to play out, I think, very fast in terms of these pop-up cities um, and pop-up industries. And I think Web3 is is going to push that in that direction. It's going to push it monumentally fast, exponentially fast. So the Twitch uh, audience has a lot of questions for you. So I'll, I just want to briefly take a minute and say, like, how is the best way for them to get in contact with you directly to maybe ask, ask you some questions? Yeah, so right now on Twitter, tw so Twitter banned me. I was Elliot the Trainer on Twitter. I had 30,000 followers, and they banned me for using music in my videos. So that's mm -hmm. great. 
again, Web 2, right? And you can ban somebody in Web 2. Web 3 is going to be a little more difficult to ban code. But um, they could find me right now on Twitter at Elliot Rivera. Just Elliot Rivera on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm Elliot the Trainer still. So people who know me from 25 years ago know I've been in the fitness industry for 25 plus years. Um, and so they can find me there. Instagram, Elliot the Trainer. And Twitter, Elliot Rivera. But from this point forward, we are moving very aggressively with Web3 everything. And that's on Twitter. That's Instagram. That's going to be the podcast. Um, that's the, the .co. That's going to be the .eth. That's, you know, it's, that's where we're moving with everything. So, so, so I'm not sure where I'm to sure take where it to from take here. Um, we kind of hit on so many different yeah. pieces that I, I kind of where I'm at as far as my participation in Web3 right now is heavy into DeFi. Do you think that people should be hoarding their money in centralized banking? Or do you think that they should be um, looking into these alternative ways to to hold their, their uh, I guess, their, not only their savings, but their earnings? Because um, at this point, it seems that the bank is just taking the money and with inflation, your dollar becomes less and less uh, valuable, even though you might be seeing your DeFi money in association to your dollar going down. But every day, it seems like commodities are going up by 10 cents. So, Trent, I'm going to preface this to help us both legally. We are not investors and we're not giving out uh, investment information. So I'm helping us both out <laughs> with that. And this is not financial advice. This is not financial advice. Financial theory. Correct. Okay. So that being said, um, I I think right now, well, not that I think, right? There's 7% and and raising and rising in inflation numbers. Those are probably right. not true numbers. It's probably way higher. So that's one thing you have to contend with. Stock market. If you're looking at the stock market, CEOs took out a record number 69 billion dollars stock selling in the last couple of months and you know we still got two more weeks so or whatever week and a half left that's a record number so you always follow the smartest guys in the room and what they're doing right and then uh you know another point is that as fiat gets printed and this is just any economist knows this more and more it just lowers the value just that's just economics 101. So all those three points being said, if you look at the returns on crypto, Ethereum has killed over the last you know 18 months or so. Bitcoin is Bitcoin, say no more. But then you have you have smaller um, coins, Cardano, Algolan, who have very good teams behind them. Um, you also have you know Sandbox, right? And you have the central land coins where if you believe those platforms, those metaverse platforms. And again, if you look at those plots being sold, they're being sold for mills. And if you believe the coins intrinsically will go up as the amount of land um, decreases that's available, you might want to investigate those as well. Um, I don't. I see cryptocurrency as the evolution of monetary practices. I don't think fiat goes away because fiat didn't go away with credit cards. 
but it did evolve with the credit card. And I think this evolution will supersede everything going forward. I'm going to reiterate this question in a different way, but what do you think about relationships in the digital uh, web metaverse component? Um, do, do you think that, because what is it that, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it, there's like a number that came out that said that um, the decrease in, the decrease in birth rate is happening both in China and the U.S. Do you think people will become more um, segregated from each other, uh, or is there going to be uh, a, I guess, a escape through the metaverse in order to assemble uh, with other people? I think humans have generally, physiologically and mentally changed over the last two years. And what I mean by that is that we're now in the mode where we believe humans are infectious. Whether we like it or not, that's our now sort of our belief system, right? Yeah. And um, you know, as stuff like COVID and Delta and Omicron continue, I think the trajectory is humans are more and more infectious. And because of that, you gotta say, well, if if I'm looking to go into a place where human contact is is lessened, that would be the metaverse. Right. And so just, just based off what's happening socially and um, societal, um, I think all angles lead to a metaverse, uh, a, a, a place where AI systems take over, a place where there's more robotics because they would be seen uh, deemed safer. And if we go back to the great resignation, well, if there's a great resignation happening, those jobs are being filled by what? AI systems, robotics. Mm -hmm. um, so I think um, the future is pointing towards that, like the winds are going that way and, and we're not gonna be able to stop that. Oh, Lord. Um... Uh, this goes I back, I guess. Yeah, that's my opinion. I could be wrong, but you know. No, you, you, you're right. It's definitely happening. It's, I guess, it's at the, um, it, it's it's guys like Elon and Bezos and Zuckerberg that are able to. Uh, navigate the ship with solar winds at that height but then we then it you know it's it's issues um with how that data gets in, in the hands of people that maybe it shouldn't be in the hands of and i don't think i necessarily agree with western government as to who shouldn't have uh ownership over that data but you know, I think that the trouble is, let me ask you this. How do digital citizens get good information? That's a tough one, right? Because if we're if, if you and I want to search for an answer, we search Google. But Google is a Web2 platform. So every time you search, they're, they're able to monetize everything you search, right? Mm -hmm. And so good information... I think in the future is going to come from peer to peer information, the same way you and I are doing this right now. 
The same way Joe Rogan has, you know, really been at the forefront of, of what a uh, three-hour conversation can do, where you can expand on ideas and, and share much more uh, layered information. And I think that's the future. Things like this, what we're doing is the future of information as opposed to Wikipedia and Google and, uh, you know, just these platforms like Twitter telling you what a trend is, even though it's not really trending. Um, those, that's the fight. Centralized, the biometric data is in the hands of a few, and then decentralized, where we're sharing our biometric data, you and I, and we're sharing information, you and I, and hopefully, you know, everyone on the Twitch stream, the YouTube stream, they're all sharing information just like that. I think that's where Chat. next level information is going to come from. I totally agree. The, the trouble with some of this is that it's information that can um, can limit our, our, our ability to, to um, I guess the credibility can, can sense in the sense of uh, social proofing nature of li the creating limitations on on who and when people would do business with you obviously you know time passes and certain uh alignments and uh ideologies become mainstream and then it's like people can't stop and people can't avoid you know doing business with uh with i guess bad actors right they can't avoid doing it because it the system is reliant on uh you know i mean i'll just put it out there like the the politics of the u.s government are not in the self in the best interest of the citizens is in the best interest of shareholders more or less the shareholders of the u.s government which we see is how politicians have become um it's a, it's a legacy. It's inherited. You inherit your position in government. Um, so in crypto, um, we've yet to find our founding fathers. I mean, we talk about it a little bit. You know, we, we have the Vitalik Buterins, the... Um, Satoshi. Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. Um which is an ambivalent character we can't put a uh, put a description on. Some people like to say that there's, you know, there's a Tampa man, <laughs> a Florida man who created uh created it. Yeah. Um but yet to yet that's yet to be de defined based on a lot of different uh, reasons, but how can how can the people that the web3 everything uh, is going to serve start to build uh, build a, re a receptor in order to uh, in order to receive the the information that you have to offer them. I think what we're doing right now is the first antenna put up. Yeah. And so you know I think Internet One Web One was like it's the Wild West like wow we can share everything and you have you know technologies evolve 
from that right. web and we're, sh we're sharing data files and we're sharing video games and all this crazy stuff. And then web two, you had a certain conglomerates, certain industries just take it over and funnel that biometric data so they can monetize it. And I think at the end of that funnel right now, if you flip that funnel, I think that's what's happening right now. They lost control of it and it's again the wild west and that's web three. And so just like a wave pattern, this is the, you know, this is, um, it's a trap, the, you know, it's, um, it's a point now where all the, let's say the fluid is unleashed and it has to be reorganized again. And I think that's, that's where we're at. And so again, your, your audience are, is going to say that guy's full of shit or he's not full of shit. And so that, that's a vetting system that they now have access to, which they didn't have before in like web two. Web two was just like, you know, again, Twitter. Twitter has a Twitter tr trend and story. This is the story of the day, and I don't care what you feel about it. And if you feel a certain way about it, we'll just delete you. Facebook will just, you know, take you off. Uh, YouTube will right. demonetize you. And I think, I think that gives a community like yours a chance to vet a person like myself and your future guests, which they should be doing. It's incredible because this on web one, I, I just wasn't, you know, I'm 28. I didn't really experience it. So I don't know what level of censorship existed in web one in web 2.0. Um, you know, with 2008 and everything with cra with the crash of the web, uh, you know, uh, dot com uh, market and everything like that. Um, I didn't really feel it. Obviously, I was in school. I was just a baby kid. Um, now, with this with this past situation, which necessarily wasn't uh, related to any market other than like what we were talking about earlier is like the market was reflective of humanity, not necessarily of the housing, you know, our, our, our essential needs or our essential desires. It was based on the fact that we had let, um, we had let activity become the better of us and not being cognizant of our, our, um, how we affect one another and how we affect the the environment that we are we are all sharing um and so with that being said the the web 2.0 component um i th think the reason or there there is a sense of doxing that is is existent in web 3 um do, do you think that uh um, KYCing yourself is a positive uh, in this in next iteration uh, of the metaverse slash in industry or or not because I can tell you tell you most most of our conversation our chat right now is not KYC'd <laughs> you know it's it's coming from people that I don't know if they do or do not have our best interests in, at heart yeah so you know pros and cons with everything and here's the other thing I'm gonna I want to mention that there's always a hack. Okay, there's always a hack. I am going to be 47 years old. What I've seen is that there's always a hack, whether it's finances, whether it's the housing market, whether it's credit scores, whether it's video games. And again, I, we discussed this before. I've been playing video games since I was eight years old. ColecoVision, 
you know, Atari, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, I played them all. There was always a hack in every game. Up, up, down, down, left, right, right. All, there's always a hack. And so even though we're talking about crypto and, and we're talking about, you know, DAOs and we're talking about the next layering of blockchain and decentralized, there's hackers out there. And for all we know, there's big VCs, and I'm sure of this, behind a lot of the NFT guys that are prevalent right now. Because it's, it's really hard for me to wrap my, my brain around how the board apes get into like someone like Steph Curry's hand by accident and then a wide range of highly influential people by accident. I saw that happen on social media. Twitter started up and all of a sudden, Kim Kardashian's on, all these high level people are on. And I know from a marketing perspective how that works, you know? So it's always weary of everything, all right? And you should always investigate as much as you can. That being said, I think the technology itself is, is a game changer, the technology, the layering of the technology behind all of this is game changing. Um, and and again, your your Discord, your Twitch stream, if this is on YouTube, your community has the right to say this is garbage, right? Both are garbage. They have the right to say, well, let me investigate these guys further, or I agree with him totally, and I'm gonna I'm gonna look into one or two things he said. They have the right to do that. That's what, you know, I've been doing all my life and they should be doing that. I think the problem is when you're just given one perspective and told, if you don't agree with this perspective, you're going to get banned or deleted. And, and that's where that's where Web2, I think, overplayed their hand. Mm. And once they overplay a hand like like a card game, you you become dead fish. You People see it and you've overplayed your hand. And that's when the losses happen for the person that overplayed their hand, just like poker. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is definitely something that I've mentioned. Um, I've been have I just had this conversation uh, with another uh, another friend of the show conversation um, in the sense that his 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 his, his perspective has come to that. And I, it's only my interpretation, and, and you know, it, I, I can't, I can't always big up and, and put a lot of positivity behind some concepts. And what's right for one person may not be right for the other, you know. So his his perspective is that the stakes need to be lowered, you know mm. that that ambition is. I'm I'm now getting ambition is something that can kill the cat just as curiosity can um mm. and in the sense that overworking yourself can lead to uh phys physical deterioration as well as mental instability um and in his case that's that's from what he said and what he's come out publicly about that's true to to what i know now <clears throat> I have to ask you as we're wrapping up, kind of do rapid fire here sure. on a couple different topics. Gary V being one of them, top 10 NFT V friends. Yep. The way he markets things can, I've seen too many, oper, uh, too many entrepreneur burnout based off of hustle porn. How do you find a balance within uh, working hard and 
um, and working smart. So I have I have what I've, I've deemed the four F's, right? <laughs> and this is what I, I use. It's like the, the playbook for myself. It's family, it's fitness, it's finances, and it's fun. Those four F's, I always go back to. Again, I'll say it, family, and that, that could be one person, that could be a group of five, but really people you trust and you love being around and you don't have to have the phone in front of your face and you have conversations with them and you genuinely enjoy being around. That's, that's love and that comes first and foremost. When it comes to fitness, when I go to the gym, all right, and, and uh, you know, I, I break a sweat and I'm working out hard, chemically, first of all, you're doing yourself a, a service. Um, you're in, increasing endorphins and lowering your cortisol levels, okay? Because that in itself has to be, by, look, your biology is a, is a system, it's a science system. And if you could hack it, you're gonna just be productive, right? And that goes hand in hand. Like the more endorphins you create, well, the less, you know, big farm gets involved in your life. You don't have any anxiety issues. You, you won't have, you know, this, this, this uh, depression feel that, you know, current society can give you. It's not about the aesthetics for me. It's never been about the aesthetics. It's about the, the awareness that you have to hack into your body so it, it works at a premium state. So that's family and fitness. Your finances are super important. And I'm not talking about stacking money, like just I'm gathering money. I'm talking about what know your credit score. Make sure you're, you know, investigating rates if you if you're, you know, securing a loan and you're making investments. When you're making investments, make sure you make it from a point where you individually have vetted the information. Not he said, she said, they said, I see big money over here, so I'm gonna chase it. Because you'll always be chasing money. And then the last one is you must have fun. This is a short ride. We all are, are on this planet that's like a speck of light floating around the infinite universe. Like, don't take it too serious. You can't. Those are, those are, that's how I do it. What about the fact, or what about, so I agree with everything out there and it actually made me feel good inside. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I love it. I'm going to be, I'm going to use using that a lot. Um, and with the, <clears throat> so V friends, as an established offering coming from Gary, uh, we've seen it say within the top 10 of NFTs for the course of what has been the past year and, and maybe a year and a half. Um, now, <clears throat> more recently, we've been seeing corporations from uh, legacy companies enter this space. And, and you mentioned you know, you mentioned traditional athletes earlier with Steph Curry uh, getting a board ape. Now we see actual brands like Pepsi specifically um, getting into the space, which I have to I have to assume that's that's uh, Vayner Media that, that that created that uh, that offering. Do you think it's a good thing or is it just a uh, a form of uh, of way to be like a billboard? you know, uh, it, like a, a flag necessarily and that people are walking over, of course, because it's like, what's the validity to this? You know, what, what offering does this really bring to the industry? Um, I see it two ways. I see that corporations will always 
adapt and pivot because they have the marketing team to do it and they have the funds behind them to do it, right? And so, you know, they, they have dedicated teams who are looking for the next move. That's that has always been and that will always be. That being said, if you go into Central Land or Sandbox and you see an Adidas or a Nike store, they may be able to, you know, not that they may, they will be able to plant their flag and continue their business digitally. And then you have other other Fortune 500 companies that will plant their flag and get no ROI on it because they just, they don't transition well, they don't know the community well, and they're just like marketing blindly. So that's the difference. But, you know, someone like Adidas, if they, if they come up with a, you know, a sneaker line and there's only 100 and, you know, they they sell some nfts with that i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing i think that's maybe a cool crossover they've done it in nba 2k so you know they're just expanding their digital reach but other companies like pepsi i mean when you when you saw their their twitter i mean everyone saw that that look that was like cringy it was like wow they just you know it missed the mark and then what's the actual value of a pepsi yeah is the word i'm getting at because it, it, it is trad- it is a very terrestrial marketing tactic, in the sense that nobody likes it when the advertising obstructs your you know your the NFL game or Sunday night game or Monday night football, you know, and they've they've uh, like what is it twenty twenty one and they finally adopted picture in picture on on, on a few a few aspects, right? So. What was the delivery? What, the delivery? what energy what were energy they trying, were to, bring they trying to, the, to bring to the to the, the, the space? The space, which, which we missed. You know, even you know, Trent. Even bad marketing is better than no marketing. So remember, yeah. everyone was talking yeah. about that Pepsi NFT. So it still worked in a in a weird way to get more eyes on the product. So you know, mar- marketing cuts a, a lot of different ways and. And you'd be surprised how they have teams that know that they're going to post stuff that's going to be cringy, but still, it's going to trend. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, totally yeah, I totally agree. And I guess, you know, there's this is where it goes to where we can maybe talk a little bit more about um, Nike, which I don't – which which is not correlated in any way, I think, to the other – um, marketing st- strategy and that they've taken the approach that they're putting their marketing money in emerging technology versus marketing for, um, I guess, tan- for for me, NFTs are existing technology at this point. Maybe I'm, you know, on the 1% of, 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 of people and that and whatnot within that, but I still think that that technology exists. Now, for what it, what Nike did with acquiring RTFKT and the augmented reality um, component and buying future asset brands, I mean that that's not something that I think people large largely people don't have the accessibility to to use something like that. Um, what do you think about that that? that all that acquisition i thought it was a very shrewd act you know they acquired a shrewd company right and it was a shrewd move because going forward they have a company that's gonna really be their right hand in most vr ar 
you know, metaverse uh, platforms. So they didn't get an artist. They got a team. And that team's gonna be, and that team has a, a good community behind them. And I think they're gonna be able to do a lot of augmented stuff. You saw that little reel they had out with the sneakers yeah, and the, you know, face painting. So it was sick, right? It was sick and it was cool. It was actually cool. So again, you have the cool factor, you have the team factor, and you have you have now a right hand directly in the metaverse. And first to market is very important in the next couple of weeks and months. And they got yeah. there. I thought it was shrewd. That was a great move. So even for you and I, we probably think we've seen technology that supersedes that technology before at conventions mm -hmm. and all, even in, in the, the ether as far as like the future of that is the Apple glasses and the actual aspect of of what that could be any is there anything any project you see that is so innovative cutting edge that maybe the audience or or um or whatnot have not even i haven't i i mean i didn't, i don't see everything that's the one thing i think goes back to something you said there are no experts in this space there are just people pursuing the pursuing this industry to to get uh educated and more knowledge and and i'm always looking for new projects are there any projects that you see out there that are like really interesting you know when it comes to projects that are interesting i think it's so early that everyone's just getting in right and right. saying like instagram was like we're exploring nfts okay um you know, Discord, we're exploring Ethereum. Um, we have um, Tinder, we're exploring NFTs. And so you have, you don't have projects that are solid projects. Like there's a, there's a company I know of, I can't mention them right now because I'm, I'm working with them right now, but they have holographic technology. This is mind blowing next level stuff where you have a table and you have holograms that look freaking real. And if, if you, if it becomes a gaming thing, it's gonna be like next level crazy stuff. But I can't mm. mention the name of the company yet, but you'll see it soon probably. Um, that's that's next level. Um, in terms of next level, um, well, let's, yeah. let, me, well let's, let me let me change the question a little bit because this. I, let me change the question. <laughs> what is the what is the the most interesting like sub genre within? metaverse web three that you're interested in DeFi DAOs, you know the the buzzword component and like what do you think is innovative about them okay so i think i think the DAOs is actually the most critical aspect to understand right and this is me speaking based off what i've seen so far my understanding i believe every every industry is gonna have to tokenize their experience okay and what i mean by that is like a decentralized autonomous organization that's able to vote and has actual equity in a company who wouldn't want that right a voting system where like your community right now has equity in this podcast and they're saying you know this is great and we're gonna and now there's a patreon effect and we're trent here's your here's everything in your paypal or we're sending you nfts to your your dot eth or however they're gonna patronize you right um uh you know, pay you or whatever word you want to use, send you something that's an asset. Yeah. And yeah. this is the part where I think people should really start exploring. 
because I think all these companies would benefit greatly by going away from old standards and trying to tokenize the whole experience. And again, tokenizing means it could be a receipt, it could be um, NFTs you actually hand out. And, you know, what's most important is that those communities, those it could be a tiny community, 5,000 people, but if 5,000 people deem this podcast worthy of a dollar, you just made $5,000, right? And so so that, I think, has the most, to me, um, seems like the, the type of technology that could reinvent how corporations work with no CEO and no person in charge of anything think of how discord works right you have a moderator and then you have people who are like you know there and can share information it's like just one organism as opposed to like a uh, a period scheme where there's a, a hierarchy in old right. web 2 sort of industries i would really i would really concentrate on DAOs from here on out i think that's the, that's the one I think there's a lot of value in this podcast and I'm really appreciate you having come on the show uh, and whatnot. And, and I hope to ha see Alan get better. I know he's probably listening to this and, and, and wishing he could be here and whatnot as we're going to do a, we're going to do another one. We're going to have you back on the, on the metapreneurship podcast when we can really get Love that it. thing going. Um, For sure. And, and speak to that audience as well. This audience is really appreciative of you coming on and spending your time. Before I let you go, um, I want to ask, um, I want to let you know there are a lot of questions for you. <laughs> and, and um, you know, from all different aspects. And they definitely want to know about that project that you're getting involved in with the, okay. the hologram tables. Um, so yeah. if, you can, uh, if you can let everybody know how they can get contact you one last time. And uh, what are the best ways to get engaged with you? Sure. So, so Twitter again, um, it's Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A, just, just like that on Twitter. Um, and again, that's, I had an old handle. They may give it back to me who I don't really care at this point, but whatever. Um, Instagram is Elliot, the trainer. Um, you could actually find us on uh, web three everything and that's just spelled out the way it sounds web and then the number three and then everything that's on instagram that's on twitter um, that's going to be the podcast which i'm going to have trent on yes absolutely perfect okay perfect man i appreciate that and then uh you know that's yeah that's where i'm at right now um you know and i i'm i'm i appreciate you taking your time to have me on these are, these are deep subjects, man. These are not easy subjects to navigate. And the world changes like by the tweet. So this is this is cool to like flush out ideas. I love this. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Elliot Rivera coming on the show. This has been the Trent Knox Show. Y'all have a great, uh, great day, great evening, wherever you are in the world. But check out some more crypto stuff. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.